Hi, this is Jackie. And this is Tana. And you're listening to the Finding Love in the Chaos of Life podcast. This podcast dives into stories, both yours and ours, on finding peace and non-resistance with life's challenges and chaos. Let us inspire and support each other on our journey towards inner peace as we open our stories to the perspective of love. Let's dive in. Hi there and welcome back um, to Finding Love in the Chaos of Life. Today we're going to be talking about acceptance. Mm, Acceptance is in the second step of the Dare to be Loved journey Um, and in total we are on the fifth topic. So in step two we look at how to accept ourselves, and we do that by silencing the inner critic by watching the thoughts that are running through our mind. Once again, if you'd like to go and have a look at the table that we're talking about in terms of the Dare to Be Loved journey, that is well, can be found at JackieBurnett.com. Yeah, under the FAQ. So, Tana, acceptance is such a big topic for me at the moment in terms of what I've been going through. And first of all, just want to say it's so nice to see you in person again. Mm-hmm. Tana and I, both our lives have been quite chaotic lately mm. um, with a lot on, so we don't get to see each other in person as much as we used to. Mm. I find that hard to accept. I know. But then we have carrot cake and chat when we do. <laughs> <laughs> Yale's carrot cake, best carrot cake in the world, yeah. I'm reading, rereading actually a book again called Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. And... Um, it's, you know, we're talking here about watching our thoughts. And the interesting thing for me is, I think it's in chapter two, he talks about the 10,000 10, hour rule in terms of becoming an expert at something. And I was trying to figure out what have I spent 10,000 10, hours on in my life? Well, I don't really know, but I certainly can say since writing and doing this work, um, I feel like I've spent about 10,000 hours watching my thoughts. So does that make me an expert <laughs> at watching my thoughts? I can only say no. Because what's been so fascinating for me, having gone through a difficult period recently, and for those of you that don't know, my partner Steve went in for a spinal fusion and what was supposed to be a five-day stint in hospital ended up being three weeks And a lot of what I was trying to work with was accepting the reality of this challenge, you know, finding my energy low, um, feeling exhausted going to and from the hospital, feeling fearful at times because we didn't actually know what was going on when he was really sick. And, And the fear of, you know, the what if, what if he doesn't recover from this, you know, having developed sepsis and pneumonia. And The more I watched my thoughts, I could see my inner critic wanting to turn me into a victim Mm. as a result of it. And then I read um, a, I don't know if you guys know, uh, Mike Dooley, he sends out messages from the universe. And one of the ones that he sent out was, this is actually easy. And Mm. so I thought, okay, I'm going to hook into that every day. And if I'm driving down to the hospital, which isn't far, but sometimes can take, you know, 30 minutes because of traffic, etc., is just the acceptance of the fact that this is where I'm at right now. And the more I worked on acceptance and that it is actually easy and kept saying to myself, this is easier, the easier it was to be able to be present for my thoughts, be present of where my inner critic was wanting to hook me into fatigue, even though I am tired, my body is tired, but hook me into a negative 
narrative around it, which certainly gave me um, a lot of access to be able to support my partner. So that was quite wonderful. But still, um, you know, in the back of my mind, it goes round and around and around again, this thing of struggling to accept the circumstance that I'm in. Mm. And even though we can see it, even though we can watch our thoughts, as as you were saying, this is step two of how to accept ourselves. Even though we can watch it, it's all about surrendering. And, you know, Marley was talking about that in one of our previous podcasts about surrendering as a result of her cancer treatment and her chemo. And that's been so hard for me. And, and I've been watching it and saying, well, why is it so hard for me at the moment? And that is because I haven't been in body. Mm. I really haven't been in body. I haven't been nurturing my body. And and so the chaos, well, the chaos is um, takes more of a hook in your life. Yeah. And then you it sort of wants to play out in victim mode. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's just been something that – I've been struggling with. And so by at least watching my thoughts, I could access spirit, surrender, um, say it's easy, and then actually try to live into it with my behaviors and my spoken words. Yeah. But it's, it's, oh, acceptance is a weird one. <laughs> we often, I, well, I know I find with me, it's, you don't want to accept what you're going through sometimes. Like you want to create this this idealized image of no everything's okay and yeah I mean I think there's two sides of the coin of going into extreme kind of victim mode and and accepting it almost too much to the point where you're like this is overriding my life then there's the other side of the coin where I think we we will not accept what we're going through because it's like going back to the the uh, warrior mentality versus mm. the revolutionary mentality and worry ah trying to push through something with bravery and not mm. accepting that sometimes we are just really tired and we are mm. going through a hard patch. Well, that's that's the wonderful part about, well, two things come up for me here, is when you take on the revolutionary, it's okay to be tired. Mm. And the two topics before this, remember that was forgive yourself for wanting mm. a different experience. That then allows you to access the you know this the the reality of what you're experiencing mm. and you surrender to the pain or the frustration or the fatigue, and you know that it's there, but then in accepting what you're going through, you also accept the fatigue mm. you accept the frustration and you just surrender to joy despite you know life isn't always happy but mm. life doesn't always have to be sad but li what life can always be and I was actually chatting to Yale yesterday when she brought the carrot cake is how do we still access joy despite the chaos how do we still access joy despite the discomfort and that's been something I've had to tap into every single day is and the way that I find the easiest to access joy is when I go to gratitude mm. You know, where I'm grateful for that I have this car that can drive to the hospital. I'm grateful that my partner is in Christian Barnard Hospital, one of the leading institutions or hospitals in the world. There's so much to be grateful for that despite the fatigue, I don't have to deny it because you don't mm. want to be in this warrior disassociated state. You want to be in the state of revolutionary where I acknowledge I am tired. Mm. And then finding little pockets for myself for compassion of not necessarily feeling I have to respond to everyone on text message straight away or mm. having to phone everyone back and finding ways for myself mm. so that I could cope and be okay with the fact that I was fatigued. Mm. And therein I was surrendering to acceptance, even though 
my inner critic would want to beat me up and say things like, oh, you should be moving, you should be getting on your mat. And, you know, then eventually I was spending six, seven, eight hours at a time in the hospital just lying on the lazy boy next to Steve. Um, but, you know, I'm so hard on myself and, 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 and coming through this journey and doing this work, I've realized just how violent my inner critic is. Mm. And the ego hooks onto it all the time because I wasn't eating well. I was forgetting meals. I was grabbing the thing that was closest to me more often than not eating more junk food than I usually mm. do. But just actually surrendering to the acceptance and then enjoying the toasted sandwich, not mm. that it's junk, but um, all the chocolate that I was eating and knowing that this would pass. Mm. but surrendering to the moment. Accepting that this just is right now. Yes, and, that, and you know what's interesting, that even though you're busy surrendering, there in the background you're in a critic. My inner critic's judging me and being mm. violent with me. And I'm thinking, why do I have to have all this negative flow of thoughts? Well, we've all got it. And then I'm going, well, I'm just aware that it's there. Yeah, I'm aware that it's there, and then I just watch it run and I let it go or I refocus on the thing that I can focus on in front of me, Steve's well-being or helping him with his physio now that he's home and not getting caught up in victim mode because as soon as we are not aware of our thoughts, the ego will hook you into victim mode Yeah. in, in a situation like that. Mm. So at least being aware of my thoughts, I can see the desire that my ego has, my unhealthy ego has to hook me. Mm. And then say, okay, I see you, I get it. You want to be a victim. You want to be all of this kind of thing. And how do you convert that and just manifest and bring forth love as a result of what is in front of you? Mm. That's it. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> That's it. When Tana came here on Wednesday and we were going to do the recording, I had nothing in me. And I might even be flat today, but I at least stepped back two days ago and you stepped back and mm. we said, okay, we're not going to record today because we just don't have that within us at the moment to really talk about it. And that's that in itself is was such a powerful moment of acceptance. Mm. You know, we've done that before. But actually once again just surrendering because that then starts leading into the the, the next topic topics which are about truth and true will. Mm. But in acceptance you can actually see the truth of what is going on and you mm. can then honor your own truth. Mm. I think it really ties into uh, forgiveness as well. One of our previous topics, I think two topics ago. Mm. I think, yeah, we have to accept what is to also forgive ourselves for wanting a different experience. Well, when, when, we, when we're struggling with forgiveness and mm. we're actually wanting a different experience, then we're not accepting Mm, so that's why fair. to forgive yourself for wanting a different experience is a topic before acceptance because when you forgive yourself for wanting a different experience and you actually say this is the experience, it's the first step towards acceptance. I am surrendering to this is the experience that I'm having mm. or I even forgive myself for wanting ex wanting a different experience to something historically mm. that is what happened to me mm. particularly if we're carrying past trauma that's why it then follows with pain and we can say okay i'm now going to let the pain as a result of a past experience flow through me or i'm going to allow the pain of the current experience to flow through me because by letting the pain through which was the topic before acceptance we then are able to t totally surrender Mm. And open up to acceptance mm. to bring about and manifest the change that we want to get to the next steps, which, you know, are the other five topics that follow from this. <laughs> but they, I, that's what I love about these topics, that they are so interlinked as mm. well, mm. that they, um, they're not interchangeable, but they, yeah, 
They all resonate deeply with each other. Well, they do. And it's interesting because at some stage we've all found enlightenment around a particular conversation in our life where we're completely at peace with something. And then realizing that these are actually the steps that we went through in terms of getting there, whether we were conscious of it or not conscious, conscious of it. And so when we really want to change a belief, and it's actually my friend Amanda asked me the other day, is how do you actually, you, 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 you consciously say something that you you want to have a different relationship with the topic. Mm. So you want the change. Yeah. And so you were aware of it. Okay, so that first step, okay, I'm aware. But you're not actually bringing about the change realistically because you're still living into it. Mm. And that really has to do with the fact we're not doing our practices. Mm. We're not actually nurturing the body, the mind, the soul, and the spirit in equal proportion. So we can say as many positive affirmations mm. as we want. We can read as many positive affirmations as we want. And I think they're wonderful. But until we actually get into the doing part mm. in knowing that we are body, that's a part of the change, mind, that's a part of the change, soul, that's a part of the change, and then spirit, that is part of the change. And when we integrate and work, work with them in equal proportion, we can then manifest the change. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And it's also about finding that gap in between awareness and response and action, like mm. you were saying, mm. increasing that gap. So I was actually also having a chat to my friends about some some patterns that I have noticed that I replay a lot mm -hmm. that I don't think are particularly healthy for me. <laughs> you are human, Dana. Yeah. Um, but and I was chatting to them and I was like, I don't really know how to change this. And we had this long discussion about, okay, so I have an awareness that when certain things present themselves to me, that I respond in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um but it's in that choice of how do I want to respond where that change really happens. So it's but about seeing the awareness of like, okay, this the same trigger is coming up for me. Mm. I've got a choice now. Do I go back into my old pattern um, and respond from a place of trauma and a place of habitual habit for me mm. or find that place of growth and do something that doesn't necessarily feel authentic mm. and what I want to do, but is probably the more optimal action for me to take. I love that. Um, and I remember when I was doing my yoga teacher training in San Francisco back in 2013 it was and we had one of the um, yoga teachers who you know she loved the phrase fake it until you make it and, mm. it and I'm not a big fan of that but at times it is fake it until you make it but if you're going to fake it till you make it do it with consciousness mm. so what you're doing is saying it doesn't really feel authentic but until you practice a new path and get a different outcome you will just keep going to your old habits so mm. you actually want to create a new habit so you've got your awareness you're acutely aware that you have a choice mm. and how often i mean i'll be acutely aware that i have a choice not to um, let's say snack on a sweet, mm. but I still do it anyway out of old habitual behavior. When I actually know my body doesn't really want the sugar, mm. it's it's the I, I don't have you know we've spoken about this often. It's not about depriving yourself of stuff, but at a time where you know that's not actually going to serve me, but you sometimes still do it. But when you can actually stop and then practice and say, okay, well I can see the sweet in front of me and I can see the nachi in front of me or the the apple, and actually say eat the apple mm. 
This mm. is on me. And when I eat the apple and I feel better, I've now created a practice mm. which has supported my body, my mind and everything are in it. Mm. I've definitely, definitely had to access my spirit to bring love for my chaos in that moment. Mm. Because you, you realistically, when you stop, as opposed to just going to the, the, you know, the cookie jar and grabbing the cookie, you're actually stopping and saying, I see the cookie jar. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of my hand going in the cookie jar. I'm aware of my hand taking the cookie and putting it to my mouth. I'm aware my mouth is chewing. I mean, I've been at stages where the biscuit's gone and I think what happened? Mm. You know, whereas, so yeah, you are. You know you have a choice and the more we meditate, the wider that gap of awareness becomes between trigger and response. And so what you've got is you've got your awareness, you're aware of your choice and as hard as it is, it's about creating a new practice. And that's when you go into body again. You go and you say, I'm actually going to take my body in a different direction. Mm. And, you know, you haven't given the example of what yours is about. And that's, you know, not necessary. But you actually say, I'm going to do it. Mm. And so it does feel like fake it until you make it. But eat the apple and you feel good mm. afterwards. And you feel, you know, you feel the nutrition because you are present for what is going on mm. in a gentle way mm. and you think next time that you're faced with that challenge it's actually easier mm. so once you've done it once it's always easier yeah i was actually having a conversation with um, one of my friends about this last night um in a different sense but we were talking about um setting little goals for ourselves and little commitments mm. um little promises to yourself mm. and so let's say it's it's cutting out sugar for a month or something mm. like that, and you make this little promise to yourself. You're the only one that's accountable for that. Mm. Like if you eat the sugar, no one else is going to know. There's going to be no consequences except to yourself. And it's almost about when you complete those little goals um, of whatever you wanted to do that day, that week, that month, um, you create this relationship with yourself that you also start to trust yourself more, mm. I think. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which is also really important, and and not going to the space of over controlling mm. of yourself and being too in control that you aren't free and you don't do what mm. is is like your free will and what's coming to you and you spontaneously want to do for fun. Mm. But it's creating that little relationship with yourself that you can trust yourself to to stop, pause, and actually look at something and decide what's best for you. Mm. Okay. It's it's interesting when Steve first went to hospital. Um, I thought I would have five days where I would, you know, he'd be in hospital. I'd visit him once or twice a day, and I'd have a lot of time to myself. Well, three weeks flew mm-hmm. by, and I ended up doing nothing but driving to the hospital and back, and 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 keeping everyone updated on what was going on with him. And I started getting annoyed because I wasn't self nurturing enough. Mm. And then I thought to myself, okay, your critics here. You're judging yourself again. So making the commitments is very important, but not punishing yourself when chaos presents Mm. is the interesting thing. Mm. And that's been such a hard practice for me. But I actually fell down on Tuesday. I was so shattered. And Mm. so I took an afternoon nap and I had a nice long sleep that night. And then the day after, I did nothing. I think I got out of my PJs at about one o'clock, but I was, I'm not getting out of my PJs today. And my body actually got sore from doing nothing. It was sore from the fatigue. It was sore from doing so little over the last three weeks. And then my commitment to myself today was to get back in body. Mm. And 
I didn't overdo it. I went for a cold water swim just for five minutes. I spent half an hour on my mat and I really feel infinitely better mm. because I know my this is my practice to look after myself and my mind, body, soul and spirit. It's okay to fall over. It's okay to let chaos sometimes take over, mm. but be aware that you are in the chaos. Be aware that you are surrendering to the moment and you're accepting in what is going on and silence your inner critic in the background. Mm. And when you're ready, get back to those little promises that you've made mm. yourself and take small steps. So that's beautiful. Mm. And it, Yeah. Just accepting that, that life isn't going to be flowers and ponies all the time, you know. <laughs> You know, I don't know if it's just us that have grown up in time in the world where there's so much marketing towards fear, fear of yeah. death, fear of loss, you know, so, and sorry, no disrespect to insurance companies. I really, really like my insurer after needing it recently. More All often, marketing is fear. You know, it is actually fear. You know, you don't, if you off. don't buy this eye cream, you're going to look bad and that's fearful <laughs> and it's every, oh yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's a rabbit so, hole. <laughs> but that's the thing is, I mean, I wonder if, um, you know, a thousand years ago, 20,000 years ago, people suffered from these same sort of inner critic fears. Well, I wasn't there, so I don't really know. Well, I was there in previous lives, but mm. you, you you understand what I'm saying. It's just such a heavy push as a result of social media, and we've got so much information coming at us. And it really keeps spiking that inner critic, that, you know, the fear element in terms of that we seem to be in the world at a time where we expect everything to be perfect. We expect everything just to be roses mm. and beautiful and happy and easy. It never was and it never is mm. going to be. There's always going to be challenges. There's always going to be chaos. So what is it about us that we have this massive expectation towards perfection, that we have this massive expectation towards ease and comfort and perpetual happiness. Mm. It's never existed. It's never going to. Mm. And we keep judging and blaming it for not being. Yeah. Um, I've seen that in myself, and it astounds me that I still trip over it. Mm. It's very hard to accept that you're imperfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, I found that. I mean... But it's on the other side. Aren't you perfect, Anna? I think you're perfect. perfect. (laughs) I'll tell you this. Sophie is perfect. My cat Sophie is perfect. Okay, except for when she meows. Okay, thanks, Anna. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, she can drive me mad. I love that cat so much. She can drive me mad. But yeah, accepting that that you aren't perfect and accepting that you never will be. It's also quite tough, I think, for for me and for a lot of people. I tried everything that I could when I was, I mean, a couple of years ago when I was younger. I mean, I'm 23. But, um, yeah, accepting that that is just such an unrealistic expectation and that I'm not going to be perfect at everything mm-hmm. and that that's also okay, that you aren't going to be perfect at everything and you're still worthy. Yeah. As I say, the question always rises for me, why do we plant the seed at the get-go with this expectation of perfection? Why is that the standard? It's crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Stupid advertising and marketing companies. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) We're not going to moan about that. We need to accept the role that they play, Tanner. (laughs) 
So guys, yeah, if you've got anything that you want to share with us, we'd love to hear if you've got something that you're struggling to accept in your life or um, where your inner crit- critic is tripping you up and what thoughts do you have around um, a particular challenge in your life mm. where you're struggling to accept something. Thanks for listening to this episode of Finding Love in the Chaos of Life. If you have any questions about today's discussion or would like to come on the show to share your questions or success stories, contact us on Instagram or Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode and want to help spread the Dare to Be Love message, leave us a review or share with a friend. Take the first step towards finding inner peace by meeting your spirit. To find out more, visit JackieBurnett.com. See you soon! Hi, Jackie and Tana here. This podcast is intended to inspire, support, and educate you as you journey through the chaos of life towards inner peace. We do not offer any professional health or medical advice as we are not healthcare practitioners. If you are suffering from a clinical condition, mental or physical, please seek help from a certified health professional. This podcast is a Sophie Blue Press production.